So I just want to have a couple of people that have, uh, will share with you and uh, share a couple of things that God's been doing and uh, take a couple minutes and we'll jump right into the service. I'm looking forward to giving away some stuff today. Are you? Y'all ready? Yeah. You know, one of the things that's so important is this, is that we, we don't want anything from you. We just want to give to you. We just want to give into your lives. That was the whole point of Boomerang, a Boom Fest yesterday. We just, we don't want anything from you. We just want to see your lives go to another level. We just want to see it rise to another level. We just want to see the goodness of God in your life start to manifest. Because when we've seen the goodness of God manifest in our lives, all of a sudden, man, that's the best thing that can happen. So, oh man, I didn't see you. Come here, Lisa. (laughs) Glory to God. She has no idea. Amen. Just take a quick minute and tell them about kind of where you were and the high points of what's happened as you've seen God move through your life as you, when you came to Boomerang. So, yeah. All right. When I first started, I was like in a depression. I had a lot of health problems. I had to go get shots for my back. Um, I was in a lot of pain and everything. But once I started coming and trusting God, I do not have to get shots. The fibromyalgia has been healed. Glory to God. Um, my, job, my job is better. I've started trusting God about my job, too. Everything's been going good with my job. So um, I have seen some major improvements since I've been trusting God. Amen. So at your work, even people have been asking you, like, what is different? What is yeah. going on? Tell yeah, um, even my supervisor said, I've noticed a change in you. What's going on with you? I said, yeah. I started going to church, trusting God for all of his guidance. And they're like, oh, well, we've seen a major difference in you. <laughs> all right, and th- listen, this has not been a long time. You first came here in February. February. Yeah. Yeah. February. Wow. Completely like, it does not take a long time. Amen. We love you. <laughs> Glory to God. Nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Kendall, come here, please, sir. And I just want you to share what you and your family has received, and not only that, but how you've been how you've been welcomed and uh, just accepted as well. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, we first started coming here. It's about it? uh, about six six months ago. Four yeah. Months ago, something like yeah. That. And when I came, we was always having. <laughs> I'm just looking at your face. <laughs> Glory to God. Thanks, David. <laughs> But um, we came um, We came first with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown was here. And so my wife, she was like, let's go back over there and check them out. So yeah. we came back over here. And since we've been, it's been like nothing but love shown. Oh, um, man. God has been working awesome in our life, um, family life, the job. And it's like everything that we have been, been taught is we've been increasing. We've been increasing, you know, in love. We've been increasing in giving. Um, our faith been increasing. Glory um, to God. The love for each other we have been increasing. So this is like a big, whackling, warm family here. And uh-huh. we love you guys. Man, we love you too. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Love you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dave. I know you got... Patty, come on up too. You can tell about you know that testimony because that's huge. And then just what you found in just love and acceptance and and trust and stuff. Be led. Um, Well, you don't know, but my wife and I lived in Africa for a while, and uh, we came back, and uh, she almost died, right? So she was on 22 antibiotics for about two years. And so one night, she woke up in the middle of the night. This is about a year and a half ago. And uh, so she woke up in the middle of the night and was yellow as that guy, that little kid's shirt with a little (laughs) rim right there. No, seriously, seriously. She woke up and and, which means her body was shutting down. She said, Lord, either you're going to heal me or you're going to take me. One of the two. And we know God don't take us. So uh, we learned something that day. So anyways, uh, the Lord ended up touching her body, started fasting and praying and seeking God. And uh, God miraculously did. So about a couple months after that, we, my wife came up to me and she goes, she goes, uh, uh, I think we need to go back to church because it had been a while since we had been in church. It had been about a year, you know, because so, sometimes we see things. And I'm like, well, I don't want nothing fake. And I was done. I'm like, look, we were part of a denomination. And I'm like, look, I'm done. I don't want nothing fake. If it's not real, you can keep it. Right? Right? I had some explicitives that I thought towards the church that I can't say here. Right? Uh, uh, 
There's some fingers. Anyway, and that's where I was. It's really important to understand and know what. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want religion. I don't want nothing fake. I don't need to. Look, I can, I can serve God right in my own home. How many of you have felt that way? Okay. All right. Then this is right. So, and, uh, so what happened was the, she said, well, we need, to, we need to go to church. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, the only place I want to go is Spirit-filled that loves Jesus. And I don't think they got such a thing in North Carolina. That's what I'm thinking. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, so uh, she says, but you pick the place. She knows me. She's like, there ain't no way I'm going to be able to force this dude to go to a church. And uh, there, there is no way. So anyways, I Google it. I'm looking non-denominational churches. And, and so I see Boomerang. And I'm like, the Lord's like, that's where you need to go. I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to church. I'm happy right where I am. Re- Seriously, I'm being really open, right? That's where I was. And uh, so through a series of events, we came and uh, started looking at some of the things that they had liked. I'm like, there are some connections that only God could do, right? There are some connections that only, like people he knew, meetings that he was at six months before where the pastor that we were serving down in Louisiana, he was in the video, your videos, right? So there were some connections that were undeniable that we found out later. And it was the Lord who had a plan. So, so anyways, so anyways, um, through a series of events, we came to first Sunday and we knew instantly. So this is our home church. This is where it's going to be. I'm going to have to learn how to submit to authority even when I don't like it. And your flesh is like, I don't, man, who's this guy going to tell me? Right? It's important. Has so God I, blessed you through doing that? Uh, most definitely. The peace of God from submitting to authority. Look, I think some of you guys are going to get this. The, the peace of God from submitting. See, because our generation, we're the MTV generation. Many of you know. You know? Look, we don't, rebellion was a key part of it. Right? That's not right. That's not right. We were taught wrong. Our culture taught us wrong. We have to come into submission to the things of God if we want the peace. How many of you want the peace of God in your life? Well, there's some things we got to do to do that, and submission is number one. Because if we can't submit to God and submit to the authority that God has placed, we won't have peace. So some of the peace that you've wanted is in that. Um, And so this is my wife, who is now (laughs) playing the piano. I'm talking almost dead. It was so bad that her key, look, she didn't tell me in Africa. She thought I was going to, you know, she, she's like, I'm dying here, you know. So she couldn't even get the key in the door. Now she's 30-something. She should be, like, it was that bad. The pain, there was a list of 30 symptoms. It was two pages long. Neuropathy, one day at church, we're just, nobody touched her. The presence of God, boom, hit her. And the neuropathy in her feet was gone. You know what neuropathy is? Severe pain, can't sleep. That was one of those gabapentin she was on. Yeah, many of you know it. God healed her body. And I could go through a list. There were multiple times in prayer, in prayer service at 9 o'clock when God did something. Nobody touched her. Boom. The power of God just touched her. He began. That's the love of God for us. What you going to share? Do you have something impossible that seems impossible in your life here today? Can you think of something? Raise your hand. Most people here have something going on in their life that seems impossible. I'm here to tell you what seems impossible to man is possible with God. It is possible with God. That list of things was two pages long of things that doctors said are incurable. Man can't heal this. Man can't touch this. You're going to live with this the rest of your life until you die. And you can take medicine to help some of the symptoms, but it's going to kill your body in the process. But God, but God, but God... My eyesight is healed. I no longer have asthma. I don't have neuropathy anymore. I don't have Lyme's disease anymore. I can walk upstairs without needing help, somebody to help me up the stairs. I can go hike in the mountains for miles. This is the Lord that we serve. He is a healer. He is a provider. He has everything that you have need of today. It is here and it's found in him. Not just that. That's just, a, that's just some of the good stuff. We could go on with a list. Look, increase financially at least 40%. So the things that he, well, man, the first men's group we had, pastor's like, well, what if you made this? I'm like, there ain't no way. I'm like, that's not, that's, but for real? For real? <laughs> so it is possible. Amen. Glory to God. God loves you. And see, he's not a respecter of persons. But he is a respecter of faith. 
In other words, if we will decide that we're going to have faith in God and reach out for the things of God, God will meet you. When you turn to Him, He will meet you in that place. And so uh, before we get into these scriptures uh, today, I want to tell you this one thing. You can turn to Hebrews 13.8. And um, the Lord brought this up while we were worshiping. I think we sang a song that there is a river. Uh, There's a river of God. How many people know that the things that you see with your physical eyes is not everything that there is? Uh, The Word tells us in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 3, it says, The things that you see are formed by things which do not appear. It really shows the difference between the physical world and the spiritual world. And so when we start to understand how many people know there's a spiritual world that I don't see with my physical eyes. When you start to recognize that, you realize, here's the thing though, do we normally in the past, have we lived by the physical world or the spiritual world? We've lived by what we see a lot of times. We live by the logic, the physical world. But if we'll learn to live by the spiritual world, we can tap into something that's so much bigger. Remember, there was the prophet and the people, they had the city surrounded and the the, uh, prophet's servant was sitting there going, oh my goodness, I'm scared. And then the prophet said this, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. Just pray that with me right now. Say, Father, Father, open my eyes eyes that I can see. As we sang that song about there is a river, what came up to me this morning is, do you remember in the desert, Jesus went out to the desert. There was no restaurants. There was no nothing. There was a little boy who had some fish and some loaves. And we know at the end of that, 5,000 men were fed. It didn't even count the women and children. We're talking about maybe 15,000 people that got born again. And I mean, they got fed out in there. 15,000 people that got fed. Where did the fish come from? Where did the loaves come from? Because it wasn't the the loaves and the fish that the boy brought. You can't feed 15,000 people off of that unless you start pulling out of something supernatural. In other words, they saw that there was something else besides what they could see in their hands. They said there's a river. See, even though they were in a desert in the flesh, there was a river of God flowing in that desert. And they reached up into that desert, uh, into that river. Jesus reached up with his faith and said, let me draw out of the river of God. And he took those loaves and fish. He started breaking them and the river of God, the un- Unseen, the supernatural, the power of God started to supply. I'm telling you right now that no matter where you're at, there's a river of God that desires to flow in your life. And if that river will flow in your life, if you'll look up with eyes of faith and say, Lord, there's a river for me. You've got good plans for me. And you'll say, Lord, I take what you have for me, and I'll, I'll flow with the river instead of flowing against it, all of a sudden we can have those things in our life. Amen? There's a river that's flowing for you this morning. And he'll, he'll flow for you the same way he did for Patty, the same way he's done for Kendall and, and these guys' family, the same way that he flowed for Lisa, the same way he's flowed for us. It's simply tapping into the things of God and not keep doing things the way the world has taught us to do that. Amen? Amen. All right, so now let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. It says this, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Has He changed? If He would provide for somebody when He was walking on the earth, will He provide for you? Yeah. He'll provide for you the exact same way. If He would provide for them. Listen, am I just talking about finances and money? I'm talking about that, but I'm talking about so much more. Will He provide solutions in your life? Yeah. Will He provide answers? Wisdom? Will He provide the things that you need? How many people has got a need in some area of their life? Has he changed? No. He'll provide that thing. He'll provide it. 
Now, some people, he may provide today to some people through the bill pay. But even if you don't win the bill pay, yep. uh, he will. that doesn't stop him from being him. Yep. He's the yep. same yep. today, yesterday, and forever. He's the same. Yep. The yep. same way he yep. was then is the same way he is today. Yep. And he will provide for you. He's a provider. He loves to give to his children. He loves to give to his children. Now, I want you to see this story. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 8. And while we're turning there, Matthew 8, 5. And I want you to say this. Jesus, Jesus is the same, is the same. yesterday, yesterday. Today, today, and forever, and forever. For, me. for me. He's the same. He's the same. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. If you don't have a Bible on some of the chairs, there's a Bible there that you can pull from if you'd like. We'll also have the scripture up on the screen. I want you to see this. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Did Jesus say, well, have you gone to church every day of your life? Have you paid your tithes? Have you done this? Have you sinned? No, no, no. He didn't cross-examine the guy. What was the answer of Christ? I'll come. I will. I will. I will come. You see, now, can we step into better things by listening to the Lord? Absolutely. Just by being here today, you listened to God and said, I need to be there. I know they're giving away stuff, but I need to be there. You made a choice to be here. God sees that. Lord, I just ask right now that every decision to come today, you'll honor it and start flipping lives on its head. Lord, start flipping the bad stuff on its head, Lord. Change it. Turn it around. Level them up, Lord, simply because they decided to come today. Now, now say this with me. Say, Father, I ask you for strength to make the right choices. Show me what is your will and what isn't and strengthen me with all your might to choose you. Glory to God. So listen, pull on that strength. There's a supernatural strength available even when you feel like I can't do that. You just say, Lord, I feel like I can't do it, but I know I can do all things in you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not my power. It's your power. It's your strength. And I'm going to draw on it. And when I used to, I didn't say no to that thing. I'm going to tell it no today. And used to, when I couldn't say yes, I'm going to tell it yes today because I am living by His strength. By Your strength, Lord. You're my Lord. I'm reaching into the river of Christ and I'm going to pull the power of God and the power of God's going to strengthen me to step into the good places of God. I'm going to step over into the good places of God. See, a lot of times we have that available to us, but we don't know that it's available. And if we'll just pull on His power, all of a sudden... Have you ever wanted to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing? God's got a whole book of right time, right place, right stuff. But most of us, listen to this, we don't feel worthy. We don't feel worthy enough. I'm not good enough to be blessed by you. This guy we're talking about, he kind of felt that same way. But see, here's the thing. They don't feel worthy enough. You might not feel good enough. It's not got to do with how good you feel. It's got to do with how good He is. And all of a sudden, we can reach up into the river of Jesus Christ, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we can say, Lord, I don't even feel like I can make the right choice, but I'm reaching up into you, Lord, and you're going to help me come to the right place. All of a sudden, I'm going to find myself in the right place at the right time, and the power of God's going to hit my life, and supernatural is going to come through. Because we reach into that river of God. Now he says this. He says, Jesus said, I'll come. I will. I'll come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. 
Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Now this is a great statement of faith that he says, just say the word. And Jesus commends him on this. But I want you to notice what the officer said. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Any, any one of us, including myself, any one of us ever not felt worthy of God's goodness? Man, I have. I mean, y'all don't even know some of the stuff I've done. I told a bit of it last week. Listen, I was telling Stephen last night. The day before, as an adult, I started going after God like I should. The day before that, or not the day before, but a few days before that, I was sitting there drawing out an organization to distribute drugs. I was sitting there, I was, I was planning how to be a drug dealer and not get caught. Now, I'd have gotten caught, but I was stupid enough to think I didn't have to at that point. But that's where I was. That's where I was. And most people were like, I can't even fathom you like that. It was true. I had a dream about it. I woke up. I'm like, it was, we were talking. It was a demonic dream making me think that I could go live outside of God and not get caught. Good Lord. And then he, then he came in and he helped me. This was days before I said, Lord, I can't do this. A few days later, I realized I can't do this without God. I hit my knees in my apartment. I'm bawling on the floor. I'm crying on the floor. Lord, I need you. I want you. I've got to have you. And I believe that I have you. And next thing I know, that gifting of God and that call to preach came on me. And I was a different person. Because it's not by my strength. My strength was leading me into the wrong places. But it's by His strength. And listen, but I'm telling you, do you think I felt worthy of His love that day? No, I didn't feel worthy of it. I felt like I was trying to start an organization of sin just a few days before. I didn't feel worthy. Any of y'all ever felt, I'm not worthy? That's the same thing this guy's thinking. I'm not worthy. The same thing. I'm not worthy. What was the answer that Jesus gave him? Let's go to verse 13. Verse 13 Let's put it up here, verse 13, Matthew 8, 13 in the New Living. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Verse 13 says this, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. The young servant was healed that same hour. Did God care that that guy didn't feel worthy? No, he just healed him. The guy didn't feel worthy. But Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, said, I don't care about how worthy, unworthy you are. I care that I love you, I've got the best for you, and I want to get my blessing in your life. So no matter where you're at today, Jesus is the same way. That day, this guy didn't feel worthy. Today, you might not feel worthy, but God says, I've got a river for you. I've got a plan for you. And if you will just move by faith the same way this guy did, move by faith and reach up, you'll reach into the river, reach into the supernatural of God, and all of a sudden the power of God will start to meet you and move in your life, and He will meet you the same way He met this guy. Because in God's eyes, you are worthy because of the blood and the life of Christ. By His blood, you're worthy. I'm telling you, you are worthy. You're worthy of His love. God's already made that decision. You're worthy. Let's look at another situation. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 21. Matthew 15. Verse 21, we're going to read this in the New Living as well. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. 
A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, uh, O Lord, son of David. Now listen, have mercy on them. Uh, why would she need mercy? The reason she's saying have mercy on me is because she doesn't feel worthy either. She doesn't feel worthy of God's goodness. She's saying, look, I'm not even worthy to come in your presence, but have mercy on me. I need help. What is this? This is faith. God's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. The, the question is, will you by faith say, Lord, I trust you today? I might not feel worthy, but if you will say, I trust you, I'm reaching up into that river, that supernatural river, and I'm believing if I'll ask you that your love will pour out towards me the same way that it poured out towards them. He goes on to say, uh, <clears throat> Jesus gave her no, supply, uh, no reply. Verse 22 here. It says, Gentile woman said, pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Listen, all this talk, like Jesus didn't reply to her. The disciples are saying, send her away. That doesn't bother the woman. She sees a supernatural river. I see a supernatural river. This is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. And there's a supernatural river flowing out of Him. And I know that if He'll have mercy on me, I'll have everything I need. All these things are stacked up against her and it goes on. But she says, no, I will not be denied. I will reach out with my faith and I will have the things of God, the blessing of God. He says this, verse 24, Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. In other words, he said, look, ma'am, I have a priority. I have a mission and that mission is up here. What you're asking me to do is not in that mission and you're asking me to break God's command and come down to that mission. Come down to that level. And I can't do that. I've got to be obedient to God. And then he, she came and worshipped him, pleading, Lord, help me. And Jesus then responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Ugh. Now most of us in today's society would have been like this. Oh no, you didn't, Jesus. I know you didn't just say that. Y'all don't tell me that ain't true. But I want you to see her humility. Even though she didn't feel worthy, even though she felt like she deserved... Jesus was simply saying, look, if, if they're like this, let's say all oh, my kids are working somewhere. Glory to God. I need a kid. Come here, Cassidy. Let's say... Come here. Come here. Let's say... These, these are... My spiritual kids. Glory to God. Amen. Let's say that I'm, I'm the father of a household and I've got these kids and there's only so much food to go around. Am I going to say, oh, oh, you can't eat tonight. The dog's got to eat. No. Anybody going to do that? No. no. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying, look, there's a priority here and the mission are the children first, and then as they get filled, they will fill the rest of the world. I can't take food out of the children and give it to another mission. I can't do that. In other words, now here's this lady, thank y'all, and here's this lady, can you imagine what she's thinking? Man, he ignored me, the disciples are telling me to go away, right? And now Jesus is calling me a dog. Most people have been like this. I ain't never coming back to that church. Oh no, I ain't having nothing to do with it. Y'all know, y'all be all be on Facebook. Everybody be on Facebook. Oh no, he didn't. Is that what the preacher said? Can you see the headlines? Jesus calls woman a dog. You know, hey, they they kicked her out. Said I ain't got time for you, woman. It'd have been all over Facebook, and we'd have been mad. But this woman put on faith. This woman put on faith. She said, I don't care what you say about me. I need something out of the river. I need something out of the river of God. I need something supernatural in my life. I need something supernatural in my life. All of a sudden, she said, that's true, Lord. 
But what she realized, she said, this healing that's going to save my child's life, this healing, it ain't nothing to God. He's like, feed them all you want. All I need is a crumb. All I need is the scraps of your goodness. And a scrap, you are so good, Father. Jesus, you are so good. A scrap will bring life healing to my daughter. Oh, this is faith talking. This is faith. This is humility. And even though she... Now, don't you know she probably didn't feel worthy after all of this? She didn't feel worthy when she came, much less now. She didn't feel worthy just like some of us have not felt worthy. And then here it is. But that doesn't matter to God. God says, I don't care how you feel. There's a river. And watch what happens. She says, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Jesus said, dear woman. Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Her daughter was instantly healed. Now, see, Jesus had a mission and he completed his mission. But once his mission was complete, that blessing in that river was not just to the children of God in that moment. It was released to all the world. Remember the angel in Luke chapter 2 said, Fear not, for I bring you great tidings of great, great joy. And he says, To all the people, peace on earth, to all the world. And joy to the world, right? That's what we sing about to all the world, not just to the believers. He says, peace on earth, peace, peace, peace to all people throughout the whole earth. Not just peace to my children, peace to the whole world. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That who, God so loved the world, not his children only. God so loved the world. That means no matter who we are or where we are, when Jesus finished his mission, he released the river of God to whoever would have it. And he says, look, if you'll just have faith and you'll reach up into that river, you can have the provision of God. And here's the point from this lady. Even when you don't feel worthy, even when everything is stacked against you, you've got to learn. You've got to decide. Even when everything is stacked against you, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to jump up. I'm going to jump up and I'm going to grab a hold of that river of God. I'm going to jump up here. I'm not going to be stuck in the world. I'm not pulling on my strength. I'm not pulling on my worthiness. I'm pulling on the things of God because He's that good. I'm going to pull on Him. I'm not going to let the world hold me down anymore. I'm going to pull on Him. Amen? Glory to God. We've got to decide I'm not going to be held back by what anybody says. I'm not worthy of my own account, but I am worthy through the love of Jesus Christ. And He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He will always be that way to me. And I'm going to reach in that river and grab the things of God that He has for me. Glory to God. Instantly, her daughter was instantly healed. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today and forever. He says this in John 14, 18. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. An orphan is somebody who has no hope. They don't feel worthy. They've got no family. God says, look, I won't leave you in that place. I'll call you into my family. I'll bring you into my river. I'll bring you into my family where you have the rights as a family member. All of a sudden when we move into his righteousness by accepting Jesus as our Lord, it gives us rights as a member of the family of God. And in that family, there's stuff that we have. Healing is yours. It's already paid for, bought and paid for. Deliverance is yours. It's already bought and paid for. Restoration is yours. It's already bought and paid for. Provision is yours. Your finances going up and increasing, it's already already bought and paid for. Protection, it's yours. Already bought and paid for by the blood of Christ. Jesus said, I'm going to purchase it all. All power and authority is given unto me. That leaves zero for the devil. I'm not leaving the devil any right in your life. But as a people, God's not a respecter of person, but He is a respecter of faith. As a people, we've got to stand up in that river and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to take it. That's what you're doing today. That's what you're doing today. 
Say, Lord, it doesn't matter about the bill pay. Let me tell you, the bill pay, that is a small thing compared to an inheritance of God's family. Anybody ever wanted to have a rich uncle that you get a phone call and they're like, hey, it's such and such. Oh, I see it. I got y'all's attention there. Anybody ever? Amen. I might have to use that more often. Glory to God. All right. So anybody ever had, I want to get that phone call. Hey, this is such and such lawyer's office. And you may not have known it, but you had this uncle and he lived across the country and he was wealthy. Everybody's like, oh, Jesus, I knew it. I knew it. All of a sudden, listen, let me tell you, don't you know your life would change at that moment? Your life would change. I'm telling you, the best man, the richest man on earth holds nothing to the creator of the universe. All God's got to do is break a rock off of some diamond planet somewhere and land that joker in your backyard. That's all he's got to do. And you're, you're wealthy overnight. That's all he's got. To, he's got so much stuff. And he says, I want you to be in my family. How many people would be like, I want to be in your family. Glory to God. Yeah, I want that. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. This is exactly what this lady did. She said... I can just take a crumb of being in your family and you'll bring supernatural healing to my life. You'll bring supernatural provision. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's who he is. And it doesn't matter where we've been or where we grew up or what family we did have. What matters is whose family are we going to be as we leave here this morning? Whose family are we going to be? What are we going to live by? Are we going to live by the world's ways, which ain't working? It ain't working. Then let's make a change. Let's make a change. And let's move into a way that does work. And I'm telling you in these testimonies you've heard, God's way works. And even if you don't feel worthy, you can step up into the river of God and start to pull down from His source because now you have rights as a child of God. But listen, as a child of God, I'm going to tell my kids, hey, you need to go to bed at this time. And if they don't listen, they're going to have a hard time at school. That's not my fault. That's going to be their fault because they didn't go to bed. God's going to show you things. He's going to show you boundaries on how to live. One of the things He says is don't forsake the assembly. You need to be in church. You need to be here. If you don't have a church, plant yourself. Listen, I can. if you're in Boomerang and your life has increased since you've been here, will you raise your hand? Look at that. If they've been here and their life has gone up just by being here, God is not a respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. Faith without works is dead. In other words, I can say I believe all day long, but if I don't take action on that, I didn't have it in the first place. I didn't have it. What I'm telling you is this. You start putting some action to what the Lord tells you, not only will your life get better, it will springboard. It will kickstart. That thing will be jump-started, and your life will go to new levels. You will level up like crazy in your life. It's real, y'all. It's not a joke. It's real. I'm going to invite Stephen up here to just talk to you for a moment, and then we're going to pray for folks real quick, and then we're going to have some giveaways. Stephen, come on up. Hallelujah. That was powerful, wasn't it? Amen. Let's go again. Just give the Lord a great hand clap. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something real quick. There's nothing that the devil's done to you that God can't do something about it in five minutes. Amen. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. God has made you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. I tell you this, the Lord says there's people in here, the last defeat, the last battle you lost is going to be the last battle you're ever going to lose. Amen? If that's you, let your amen be the loudest. Amen. I believe it. God has made you victorious. Like you just heard, he says, he's made a way that we can be adopted into the family of God. Amen? Victory after victory. The Bible says from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Today, this is going to be the lowest some of you are ever going to be in your life. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, God has the best for you. And today is a brand new day for most of us in here. And I'm telling you, what happens, the Bible says, it says, there's mercies new every morning. God has something new for us every single day. 
like you just heard Pastor Brian said, he said, there's healing provided, there's deliverance provided, there's prosperity provided through the cross of Jesus Christ. God wants you blessed. He wants you prosperous. He wants you victorious. The devil has been defeated. Amen? The Bible says he's under our feet. He's under your feet. Amen. Here's the thing. You're going to face trials. But you know what happens? Because we, we have Jesus Christ. We're in Jesus. It's unscriptural for us to ever lose. Unscriptural. So that means when the devil comes knocking, you're going to bust his teeth every single time. Amen? Now the last time the devil pulled a fast one, he's going to be the last time he's ever been able to do it. Amen? But here's the thing. There's a... There's something that has to be done. I want to tell you this. There's a difference between a girlfriend, a fiance, and a wife. They all three love the guy. But only one has come to an altar and made a decision. and says, you know what? I'm giving my life to this guy. I'm going to commit myself forever to this man. They all love the man. But guess what? The, the, the one that stood in the altar gets a brand new name, gets a brand new house, and gets a brand new bank account. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The girlfriend and fiance don't get that. The side chick don't get that. Only the wife gets that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But she made a decision. She made a decision to stand in the altar and commit saying, you know what? I'm never going to leave you. And that's what Jesus says. He says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. He's already standing at the altar. He's waiting for us to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody on earth is represented by two people. The two people that were on the cro cross next, next to Jesus. There was one on the left, one on the right. One on the left said, if, if you're the Lord. And he split hell wide open. The one on the right said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He accepted Jesus as Lord. And Jesus turned and he looked at him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. I'm going to ask for every head to be bowed and every eye to be closed. I'm going to say a prayer with you and for you. I'm going to give three calls. The first call is this. You're in here today, and you've never made a public decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can't remember a time that you came down to an altar, and you accepted Jesus, said, Lord, I give you my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. If you went home today, and you laid your head on your pillow tonight, and you didn't wake up in the morning, you don't know for sure that you would spend eternity in heaven. You're not 100% for sure, for sure, for sure that you would make it to heaven. This call is for you. Or maybe there's a, this is a second call. You're in here today. You love Jesus, but something happened. A storm came against your life. Maybe it was the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, a sudden divorce. Something happened that rocked your faith, that hit you so hard, that rocked your faith in God. And it's got you shaken, and you haven't been able to correct it since. Maybe you were stolen from. Someone hurt you. Someone did you wrong. Something happened to you that should never happen to anybody. And you've been living with this thing and it's been hurting your heart and you need to get it out today. Or maybe you're in here and it's, it's a sin. Something happened and it's outward. Everyone can see it. It's like a scarlet letter on your chest. Everywhere you go, they just know. And you're embarrassed everywhere you go and you need to get rid of that thing. Or maybe it's something that's not outward. Maybe it's something on the inward. It's something, a hidden sin of the heart. Maybe it's pride, jealousy, anger, lust, bitterness, unforgiveness. Something in your heart that's like poison. And you need to get it out today. You need to correct it with the Lord. No one can see it. You come to church, you know what to do, you know how to smile. But on the inside, you know you have this thing. Or maybe there's a third call. You're in here, you love Jesus, but the devil's been tormenting you. He's been lying to you. Saying you're really not saved. You're really not going to make it to heaven. You remember all those bad things you did? You feel unworthy like Pastor Brian said. You just feel that, that those things are still there. They're really not forgiven. But you need to make sure today. You want to make for sure, for sure today. That calls for you. Now while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, looking around, no one looking around, between you and God, if that's you on any of those three calls, I want you to go ahead and lift your hand to heaven because I want to say a prayer for you. One, two, three. Thank you, thank you. Wow. Hands all over. Thank you, 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 thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. You can put your hands down. You can go ahead and look at me. Now, if you're in this section right here and you didn't raise your hand a second ago, a lot of people did, but you should have raised your hand. Something was holding you back. Your heart's pounding. You're like, I don't, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if I should raise my hand. Your heart's pounding. Your hands are getting a little sweaty. I just want to tell you it's you. 
You should have raised your hand a second ago, but you didn't. But you want to say, hey, preacher, include me in the prayer you're going to pray. Just wave your hand at me and say, include me in that prayer. Thank you, man. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone in this section saying you should have raised your hand, but you didn't. Thank you. Thank you. Say, include me. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone in this section, you should have raised your hand, but you kept it down. Thank you. You want me to include you in the prayer? Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Now, this is why we do this, because Jesus instituted. He said, if you deny me before man, he said, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. But he says, if you confess me before man, hallelujah, our brother in heaven, he said, I will confess you before our Father in heaven. Amen. Now, every person that raised your hand, what I want to I say a prayer with you and for you, if you'll go ahead and stand to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. All over the place. Now, I'm going to ask you to be brave. Go ahead and come down to the front. Because just like the bride comes and Jesus is waiting, we're going to make a commitment today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give them a round of applause as they come. This is something to rejoice over. Amen. Go ahead and squeeze in close. Squeeze in close. You can face me. Turn around and face me. Turn around and face me. You're never going to be the same. The Lord, man, if you can see the face, just squeeze on in. We're a big family in here. Hallelujah. If you can see the faces, the Lord's touching people all over the place. Hallelujah. Go ahead and squeeze in close. Squeeze in close. We got plenty of room in here. This is your day. Amen. This is your day. Now I do this. I get to do this all over the the country. And the Holy Spirit, He's my best friend. And He's going to become your best friend today. But He he always tells me when it, if it's time to pray or not. And I know that there's, he's letting me know there's somebody else still out in the crowd that should be down here today with us. You could leave this place and you could be going home and somebody make a wrong turn and step over into eternity and not made for sure, for sure that you'd spend eternity in heaven today. Now he's saying there's somebody else in the crowd that needs to be down here. I'm going to give you, go ahead, just go ahead and come down here. I'll give you just a couple more seconds. You should be down here praying with us. Go ahead and come down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Reach up you, into that river today. Amen. Right now, as you walk down here, you're reaching into the river and you're saying, I won't be held back, but there's something Jesus has for me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I recognize it. He's not a respecter of persons, but he's a respecter of faith. And my faith is going to get up and get down there. Come on. And my life is going to change today. Come on, give him a round of applause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We just had some more come forward. And I I feel that release now, Pastor Brian. But if you're still in your seat and you want to make it down here, make it down here before we finish praying. Or if you're in your seat, pray this prayer with us. But I'm going to ask Pastor Brian if he'll come and have the honor of praying with you. To receive the greatest gift that you'll ever receive that will take you to new levels in your life that will instantly cause a change and a shift to set you apart things that have been hard for you are going to become easy because of the choice you're making today amen 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 now anybody if you're up here or you're still sitting there let's just all pray this together one thing i found out is this when we get serious with god he gets serious with us, right? So when we pray this, let's not just, okay, I'm going to repeat what he says. Let's connect these words with our heart. I'm going to say, Lord, I mean what I say. So I'm not going to speak fast. I'm going to speak so that you've got time to connect your heart to it. Mean it when you say it. Believe God with it right then, okay? All right, so just now, everybody out here, and don't just think these words. The word says, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Speak these things out loud enough where the person next to you can hear it. And so right now, just say it with me. Pray with me. Father, Father, right now, now, I receive your Son. son. Jesus is my Lord. Lord. He's He's my Savior. He's the director of my life. He calls the shots. And I'll be obedient. What He says, I'll do from this day forward. And I believe that my mess, my sin, took Him to the cross and to the grave. And then I believe that the Father 
brought him back up. Made him alive. Again. And when he raised up Jesus, he raised me up. I'm no longer in that grave. I'm no longer in that mess. But I'm made alive in Christ. Today is my day. Everything changes. I'm reaching into the river of God. Into His love. Into His power. And He's manifesting it. He's making it real. The supernatural power of God leveling me up today in Jesus' name. Jesus, I ask you, fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Baptize me in it so that I might be empowered to live just like you want me to. And to be your witness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today's your day. Today's your day. Things are changing for you today. If you sense the power of God while you were praying that, will you just raise your hand? Even if you're out there, I needed to pray that prayer. If you're out there, I needed to pray that prayer. Raise your hand. Lift it up. I want to see everybody. We want to bless you. Father, right now, we just bless everyone. Lord, seal them by your blood. Seal them by the Holy Ghost to live for you for the rest of their days. In Jesus' name. And right now, I want, I want to pray for you in just a second. But before we do that... And we're going to let you come back. I want you to follow these guys real quick. Right? See this guy at the back, George? I want you to follow him. And when you come back, we're going to pray for people. We're going to give the stuff away. And we love you. Lord, bless them in the name of Jesus. May every day from this day forward be different and on a new level in Jesus' name. If you receive it, say amen. Glory to God. Follow these guys. Go right out to the lobby. Glory to God. Come on. Give them a great round of applause as they go. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices over one that comes to repentance. And we got way more than one up here. Come on. Lift up a great shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. We praise you, Lord. You're wonderful, God. Hallelujah. Man, come on. Yeah, glory. Keep that, keep that going. I mean, heaven's still rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, there you go, Boomerang. This is what it's all about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That Hallelujah. is new day, new levels in Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Lives changing. Amen.